Hello and welcome to the Cedar Symposium. I'm Roy Peachy and I'm really delighted today to be joined by Margaret Mizen. Many of you may well know about Margaret already, but um, Margaret, perhaps do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Okay, so um, my name is Margaret. Um, I am the mother of nine children. I live in London in the borough of Lewisham. I've lived there for many years. Um, I suppose my, my story really is such that I lost my lovely son on May the 10th, 2008, in an unprovoked attack. My son Jimmy um, was killed when a glass dish got thrown in his neck. And I suppose that's, that's how best pe people know me best. Um, and I run a charity called For Jimmy. Jimmy was an absolutely beautiful young man um, who was born on Cup Final Day, May, May the 10th, um, 1992. And I remember that day so well. Um, and from the moment Jimmy was born, we knew there was something different about him. And I think it was his nature, his always smiling, always happy, just a beautiful young man who sadly went out one day and didn't come home again, as I say, because someone got very angry. And uh, we are very lucky uh, to have started a charity up in his name. Um, but I suppose what I focus on is three words, forgiveness, peace and hope. And peace is really important to me because the day that Jimmy died, in the quiet of my bedroom, I made our dear Jimmy two promises. One, we'll keep his name alive. And secondly, we will dedicate our lives to working for peace. And that's what we do. Um, so that's, that's what we're known for. Wonderful. And uh, you've just been and spoken to the boys here and told them uh, your very moving story and uh, a little bit about the work that you've done over the years and you still do now. Do you want to just tell us a little bit more about, about that work that you're doing? Well, firstly, the young men that I met in the sixth form were absolutely wonderful and such an inspiration um, to this school and uh, I was very proud to be in front of them. Um, so we started up for Jimmy uh, probably about a year after Jimmy was killed. Um, not knowing which way it was going to take, we were going to do lots of different things, and but most of the things we do are around community, community safety. Um, so we work with local schools. We take them into the take young people into the community, get them to our shops to be places of safety if they're in trouble, um, and that way our communities will be safer because the young people are looking after them. However, we also do Talks for Change, which take me and my husband around the country, sharing Jimmy's story, inspiring, we hope, young people, encouraging them to be the change makers and the peacemakers. Um, what we like to think in our charities, we're slightly different. Uh, we're not going to go into a school and tell young people to put their knives down, don't carry guns. They all know what they should do and what they shouldn't do. But if we tell them how precious they are, how special they are, how much they are loved, um, and how they can actually be the change maker, then, then I think this will be a far better world. But we always use the words forgiveness, peace and hope. Because forgiveness, if we all forgave that little bit more, wouldn't this be a better world? And peace, don't we want to live in safer, more peaceful communities? And hope, hope for a better tomorrow for each and every one of our beautiful young people. Great. And so you do this, this remarkable work and you've spoken to very small groups, you've spoken to enormous groups. You spoke in Hyde Park in front of 80,000 people when Pope Benedict XVI visited. That must have been quite an experience. 
it was. To be honest with you, lots of people think we actually met the Pope, but we didn't. We were on the stage with the Pope and we sat behind him, but we didn't get introduced to him. However, I have to say, um, it was the most wonderful day of celebration. But it's the day before, I think, I remember more than anything, because we had to go up and do a practice. And when you're standing on a really large stage talking to nobody, it was hard, um, but I can't believe um, it was so long ago now. I think it was in 2010, so time is flying by. But, wow, what an honour. I mean, for me, it's just wonderful. So, Margaret, you're now speaking to lots of people around the country, and in fact, around the world. Uh, you're, you've got a very public role in many ways, and yet this was something that was uh, you were unprepared for. This wasn't something that you were ever growing up to think that you know you would have a, a public role. You had a very ordinary life mm. in many ways, and then it changed with the tragic events uh, that happened to, to Jimmy, but also in how you responded when the press came calling the, the next day. Yeah, I, sometimes I can't believe. I, I find it hard to understand the way things went, but I do know that undoubtedly. The reason that we said the words that we did, because God was working in our lives. I, I don't doubt that for a minute. Because if you'd have said to me the day before Jimmy was killed, Margaret, if someone hurt one of your children, what would you do? I'd have said, like any many parents, I'll kill them if they, if they do anything to my children. And yet, someone took the life of my son, and I was speaking words of peace, words of hope. Um, and I remember it was a day after Jimmy was killed, in fact no, two days after, we went to Jimmy's school to a, to a mass, um, his year group was starting their GCSEs, and the press uh, wanted to speak to us and they said, Mrs Mizzen, how are you coping? I got very cocky, I said, I think you know how I'm coping, I have a faith. I always said I'd stand up for my faith, but never knew if I would. And thankfully, and I thank God for this, I was able to stand up for my faith, because I can tell you now, had I not been able to speak words of love, word, God's words, I wouldn't have coped. If God hadn't been in my life, I wouldn't have coped. Through all the deepest, darkest moments of losing Jimmy, I've prayed. And I usually pray with my husband. And we often hold each other tight. We still, to this day, cry. But we will pray and pray and pray. And our prayers are what allow, sustained us, what allowed us to get up each day and uh, do the things that we're doing. Yes, we are public figures now. You know, I've been very blessed. I've got an MBE, pro-chancellor of a university, but I will always use my, my standing, if you like, to make sure that people know that we are working for peace and we're never, ever going to stop. So important. Our children are just so beautiful. Wonderful. And you gave our boys a, a challenge today, and I suspect you have challenged um, people around the country many times what 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 is that challenge what what should we be doing to respond to your your words of forgiveness and your message of peace and hope okay well today i set the boys in this lovely school two challenges one is to to actually go out and do a social action program something whether it's in i say go out but they can do it in the school do something with the younger children um and see how that can make a difference within your school community or just outside of your school community. But the one thing that I share with young people all around this country, and that last year we spoke to at least 15,000, maybe 20,000 young people, go out and be the change makers and the peacemakers and make this a better world because that's what we all want. And all the young people at that moment are like, putty in your hands, they'll do anything for you. So even parents, if you listen to this, go out and be the change makers and the peacemakers and make this a better world. Wonderful. 
And um, I suppose here we are, we're, we've got doors banging all around us, we've got bells going off in the background. It's, it's, um, we're in the nitty gritty here. Uh, and yet those, those are the situations where we need to be making the difference. We can't wait for situation to, the situation to be absolutely perfect before we do anything. That's right, you, you just can't. And, and one of the things we realised after Jimmy, you know, we sit waiting for other people to do things. You know, or, or we want to blame someone. We blame the government, we blame the police, we blame God. Let's get away from the blame game and let's do things ourselves. And yes, there are doors banging and there's noise going on. And what? That doesn't mean to say it. What it tells me is this is a really busy school, fantastic school that I'm really proud to have been at today. And I hope to keep up the relationship with this school. Um, so I thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you ever so much for coming. It's been wonderful having you here. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Margaret. And thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, that was the Cedar Symposium with Margaret Mizzen.